Hey, it's Ralph here. Q1 is now closing and it probably didn't go as well as you had hoped, but I'm sure your agency is probably telling you that they crushed it. But in reality, it crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you are, if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what that thing is, go on over to tier11.com forward slash apply. It will set you up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make us agencies look good, but something that actually moves the needle and makes you more money, acquires more new customers, and ultimately achieves your vision. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash apply today. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Hello and welcome to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is your host, Ralph Burns, and this is episode 263. This is part two of episode 262, where we are going through myself and Rita Ainsworth, our awesome director of media buying at Tier 11, the five-step Facebook ads process we used to sell $16,673,268.09 of online courses using evergreen webinars. So this is the same strategy I would highly recommend that you use if you are trying to sell high ticket items through a webinar or you're an agency doing this for a customer of yours. It's a really simple process, but it's very intentional on in how it works. We do use this for live launches as well. So it does work for Evergreen. It does work for live launches. The Evergreen stuff is much easier, quite honestly, just because it's constantly working and constantly bringing customers in through the webinar. So anyway, so just as a sort of a recap of what we went through in episode 262, we got all the way to step four. Step four is a big one, but don't forget steps one through three. The first one was customer avatar research. Okay, you got to know what your avatar, who are you talking to and what are their pain points? What are their desires? Okay, you got to hit that right between the eyes. You got to do your research ahead of time. Uh, Rita even talked about doing this for two, three, four days. We have a full-time staffer at Tier 11. This is all they do. Alongside another process we refer to as Kaizen Creative. I'm sure we'll be talking about that in future Perpetual Traffic podcast episodes because it's the foundation for everything. So do your customer avatar research first, then do your audience research. Okay, so once you understand what your avatar's pain points are or desires are, and like I said, this, this takes time, it's research, then you go into Facebook and you actually start picking audiences or lookalike audiences that are similar to, or you know that those avatars exist in those audiences, which is one of the most powerful things that is so great about Facebook ads and continues to be, is their audience targeting tool. So once you know step one, customer avatar research, step two is audience research, and then the third thing is copy for your ads. Everything that comes out of those first steps helps craft and create your copy. So we do this through our copy chief and our creative team inside Tier 11. And then that is actually a feeder to step four, which we got into just a little bit for lead generation, which is creatives for your ads. And creatives for your ads, creating those, which is video and or images. And we also use GIFs, GIFs uh, as well. Really important because that takes up the large part of the real estate in your ads. So take a lot of time and a lot of energy, a lot of your energy should be put into step number four. So uh, Rita is going to get into that here and how she actually did it, starting with the replay campaign, then going all the way to the sales campaign. And then we'll also tell you step number five. So without further ado, let's get into part two. 
So what next? Where are we at now? So we're in uh, still step number four. This is a this is a big step here. That's a that's a meaty one. Or yeah, veggie. If you're a vegetarian, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Yeah, it's uh, you know this is this is a big section here because the creative takes up a lot of real estate in your ad. So we focus a lot on it. All right. So tell us about the the replay campaign. That was just for the lead campaign, guys. Going through all that detail. So let's get into the replay campaign here. Replay campaign, it's uh, less complex. So you can, whatever you had for lead generation, you can reuse for replay because you're obviously sending people to the same webinar, uh, just a replay of it. So use the same images, videos, GIFs, but use different text overlays. You can say, you know, we missed you, limited time replay, watch now, and the name of the masterclass of the webinar that you have. So that's pretty simple. It is simple, but it's a step I think a lot of people forget. So remember, the consumption of the content is the key here. The goal Mm. here is not to sell the course yet. No. You can't sell the course unless they consume the content. So the lead gets them in the door, but chances are probably 70% of people aren't going to see it, right? Maybe 80%. I mean, initial view rates for that kind of stuff is super low, uh, especially if you if this is in a launch or any of that sort of stuff. Obviously, we're doing these sort of like as a launch, but also for evergreen. But assume people are not going to do the thing that you want them to do, which is to watch the webinar in this case, where there's obviously going to be a pitch to sell the course, whatever the solution is to that problem that you're addressing inside the webinar. So these are really important. They might not take up the vast majority of our time here as far as creative goes, but they're a vital step in the consumption of the content. And the best part is, is that you can repurpose the stuff that you did on the lead gen campaign, which is beautiful. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, people already saw an ad for lead gen and then it seems, you know, they have that familiarity with it. So they're going to be more likely to click on it. That's one of the campaigns that we see that people don't have when they come on board. So a quite important step, even though it's not very time consuming. Yeah. And I think a lot of businesses rely on their email. Oh, I've got email to cover that. It's like, oh, I don't want to sell people who you've already sold on Facebook because I have email for that. Well, you know, email rates are pathetically low, guys. Let's not ever forget that. And why not use another tool like Facebook to get back in? And these are, you know, the replay and the sales campaigns are relatively low budgets overall. And it's a small price to pay to get people to consume the content because the key is consuming the content. If they don't do that, they're not going to buy and you're not going to be able to return on ad spend on this. Yeah, so next, sales campaigns. The purpose of these is to answer people's objections, reassure that they are are just about to make a really good decision uh, that perhaps even, you know, change their lives. Tell them what the features are and how they translate into benefits. Remind them if they added to card that they forgot to check out. And then... If there is urgency, where well, it should be, because you know, if you have webinar, then you should have a special offer afterwards. Give that urgency on a special deal, but make sure the urgency is real and it's not made up. Right, fake scarcity can really kill your credibility, can it? Oh yeah, and there's a couple different creative types that you can achieve these objectives. So, customer testimonials. You can use one person's testimonial. You can uh, mash up on multiple testimonials that, especially if you have uh, different avatars talking, what kind of, you know, what they get out of it. So 
these uh, these work really well. Then we've got objection killer videos or FAQ videos. So in this example is the host and the author, they're just sitting and they have a list of questions that people have before they buy. And they're just going. It's a long video. It's like, I think, 20-minute video and they're just talking through all these objections that people have and you know, it's converting. I don't know. I think last time I checked, it was like 11x. These campaigns absolutely crush. These are so great. Yeah. Then we've got reminders. If someone added to cart, just a simple one saying, you know, image ad, forgot forgot to check out, forgot something in your shopping trolley. And then the urgency. If you have bonuses, if you have special offer, tell them how much time there's left. Tell them that they will, won't get as good of a deal again. Yeah, absolutely. The urgency is is a super important one. The add to cart, like we use sort of formulas that, that you know, all add to cart ads, I think, uh, in tier 11 have at least a forgot something with a shopping cart yeah. question mark in the ad copy because <laughs> it works so well. It's like you're acknowledging the previous action, but you know it's incomplete. And remember, when people add to cart, 90% of people they bail, they, they, you know, mm. they abandon cart. So assume that's going to happen. Like what we said before, assume people are not going to do the thing that you want them to do. And what Rita has been able to do here is sort of map that out, but have a plan in place. You shouldn't be surprised that people aren't going to show up for your webinar. Oh my God, only, you know, two out of 10 people showed up. Well, that's about the going rate right now, but what contingency plans do you have in place to ensure that they consume the content? That's your replay campaign. And then once they actually do watch it, we're using kind of simple ad copy here between customer testimonials and objection killer type of ads where it's like, hey, thinking about enrolling or thinking of enrolling in name of product, question mark, with a little thinking emoji. You know, if you'd like to hear more about like what one of our students has been able to do, like in the video, or, Mm. you know, here's an FAQ or here's a rundown of what you'll get. Like this is so kind of, it's simple in a lot of ways because all you're doing is just following human behavior. And I think that's one of the things that fascinates both of us about advertising is, is like, how do you convince humans to do the thing that you want them to do? And when you do, you know, we all kind of get a little rush from it, but we know that because the products that we serve and the customers that we, that we work with inside Tier 11 are really having a transformative experience in, in helping people better their lives we know the logical end result is something that we want to we want to push them towards and i think these ads just do that in just a nice kind of not pushy not sleazy kind of way there's no fake urgency or any of that crap it's just real and that's why these campaigns have done so well for you over the years yeah totally and always keep an eye on on your creatives you know they need refreshing it's not like you set and forget and that's going to depend on how much you're spending so for lead generation, if you're spending somewhere around 30K a month, maybe you can refresh every few months, ideally more often, but every few months will do. Between 30 and 150K, refresh your creatives monthly. Mm-hmm. And then uh, 150K uh, upwards, definitely weekly, at least, you know, one new creative a week. And then for retargeting, once per month is fine. Because you're kind of refreshing those audiences every seven or ten days, depending on your uh, funnel length. 
Absolutely. And this is probably something that we've really never talked about here on the show. It's like we've had, I remember the last time we talked about this, Ezra Firestone was on the show and he said, I'm refreshing my creators every two to three days. Well, you know, they run half a million plus per month in Facebook ad spend. So the more you're spending, the more you're going to need refreshing. Mm. And I think this is a really good benchmark. If you're 30K or below every couple of months, if you're between 30K and 150K once a month, if you're doing over 150K plus, uh, definitely do that uh, weekly, if not every two to three to four days, if you need to, because you'll see these, these ads and the creatives starting to die out. I mean, it's still banner blindness still does happen even on Facebook. So be aware of it have a plan in place. And like we always say, when things are going well, that's when you should be creating new creatives, not when things go south. You've missed your opportunity. So always have sort of a fresh stable of creatives ready to go. And the more you spend, the more you're going to churn through those. So have them available. Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wilders and the authors of Reputation King, my buddies Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Yeah. And a refresh, it doesn't have to mean brand new creative. So that's great if you can have those, but you can you can change up thumbnail on your existing video. A lot of times we see, we kind of see what images work and maybe we use that image as a thumbnail for on a video if we want to refresh. Different text overlays on the same image. So it's easy ways to do a refresh. There is no excuse to say, oh, I can't do this. Because yeah. it's it's not that complicated. Yeah, it's simple. It's just one little thing. And any difference, like Facebook will recognize the same video being uploaded again. But if it's slightly different, it treats that as a new piece of content. It doesn't yeah. identify it as, oh, this is something that I already have. Like, that's a really important point. Like, we've even cheated. Well, we'll take like three seconds out of the video instead of it being, you know, 57 seconds. Now it's 54 seconds. Like, little things like that is what we refer to as a creative refresh. You know, yeah. thumbnail in the video, like you said, high performing image, 
It's a great idea. Put that as your thumbnail. That's a new video. Maybe the same video, but now you got a different thumbnail, which is easy to upload inside Ads Manager. Really good stuff here. And I think these are the things that people forget about mm. a lot. It's just easy to do. And if you're not doing it, you're just, you're just not going to get the juice out of these campaigns that you, that you can. Yeah. And you also can mix and match copy variations. So, you know, for example, you have a, an old video and now you have a new copy that works really well. Create a new ad unit. That's your new ad. And that's Perfect. a perfectly good refresh. Yeah. A lot of recycling. Yeah. Really, like you're recycling your best ideas. Once you figure out what's working, you kind of stay on those ideas for a while. You don't have to go out and pick out a different avatar yet. We were working on three avatars here, you know, in this in this five-step process. So, which is simple. If it's one, then one avatar, do that really well. You know, you don't have to refresh a whole lot if you're on a, a lower budget. But the point is, is like have the ideas available. Notice what's working, what's not working. And then just sort of recycle the stuff that you already have. It's a, it's a low friction way of keeping your campaigns fresh and keeping the performance high. So, all right. So take us to step, finally, step number five. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even talked about like the campaign at all. So what is this? So we've got all pieces of the puzzle we have to make sure now that we put that puzzle in the right way. Don't overlook it. And stepping back, so to know how to put that campaign together, you have to think how Facebook works. So Facebook's, uh, Facebook is an auction. Uh, so each time there's an opportunity to show an ad to someone, auction going to take place and it will determine which ad to show to that person. And the the way it's determined is uh, Facebook wants to create a really good user experience for people who go to their newsfeed and, you know, scroll and check out all the, all the stuff that is available there. If we have a bunch of really terrible ads, that user experience is going to be much poorer and Facebook going to lose the users as, and then the advertisers going to miss out as well at the same time. So Everyone has the same kind of goal, Facebook and advertisers. Like, how can we make this user experience really good? Absolutely. And I, I think, you know, this is, never forget this. Like, you're in competition with other advertisers out there. So you have to win Facebook's favor in a lot of ways to create, you know, this great user experience and alongside what they're already doing inside the platform. Your, your ad is just an extension of the platform. And, you know, the Facebook auction system is a lot of people like intermingle that with like the algorithm. It's all kind of the same thing. The point is, is that this stuff is really, really important. So in order to leverage what is the auction, what is the algorithm, you have to do all the pre-work in steps one through four, right? Yeah. Otherwise, you're just, things just aren't going to work here. So tell us about like a little bit more on the auction, the, the individual pieces of it and how that works. So ad with the highest total value wins. And the total value is uh, determined by this magic formula, which is advertiser bid times estimated action rate plus user value. So it's not just who pays most wins. It's all of these three criteria. And with advertiser bid, you know, you have, we have our lowest cost. So it's a bid determined by Facebook and it's perfectly fine to use it when you start even you know before you go into a serious scale just use lowest cost and then we can use bit gaps and cost gaps then estimated action rate is is the probability 
that showing an ad to a person leads to the desired outcome advertiser wants. So because Facebook has all these uh, data points on us, they know that what action people are going to take if they're shown certain ads. So it's really important to use the right objective. So if you want a person to convert, use conversion objective. Don't use traffic objective. Don't use page post in engagement objective. Use the right objective for the action you want them to take. Make sure you use relevant audiences. So you already researched your five top audiences. Use those and you will know that you're reaching the right people. Give Facebook enough data. Give them those 50 conversions per ad set per week to exit the learning phase. And then use engaging and high quality creatives. So all these things that we already discussed. Yeah, all these things, like we're sort of explaining, like, why did we do steps one through four? It's kind of to please this total value formula. Yeah. Right? So it's it's everything sort of wrapped up into one here. And, you know, like you said, I mean, you don't have to get too complex on this. I mean, for bid, just start with lowest cost, understanding that you do need you know, in order to really be able to activate the estimated action rates, I mean, make sure that you have a big enough budget to get 50 conversions per ad set per week. That is still the rule for sure. The more, the better, yep. you know, a hundred is better than 50, 200 is better than a hundred. But yeah, I mean, we're sort of, we're trying to please the algorithm here by creating ads that are highly relevant, right type of audiences. Also, we're getting out of that damn learning phase, which we see all the time. How many SAPs have we done inside tier 11? That's like 70% of their ads are still in the learning phase. Yeah. Like, no wonder you can't scale. So yeah, you got to please the algorithm to a certain degree here. And, and you're doing it with all this research and you know, not trying to manipulate it at all, but show the right ad to the right person at the right time. Yeah. And then lastly is the user value. So that's the quality of the ad and then user experience on and off the platform. So that's your click-through rates is your ad engaging and people are the people clicking on it. Uh, relevance score, user feedback of the ad, on the ad because you can hide ads if they become annoying or if they're spam. Text to image ratio. So if you have too much text then Facebook will reduce reach. Landing page experience is also important. So it's not just what you put on the, on Facebook. It's also after the click. So the the load speeds are super important. Like we see time and time again, the mobile pages loading so slow that people just click back and that is, indicates to Facebook, it's like, okay, this is poor user experience. Let's not uh, show this ad in, in this auction. And then conversion rates, they also look at that, like how good your offer is, are people interested? So all of these impact the uh, performance and how the ad going to show up in the auction. Yeah, and you don't know what any of these things are going to be until you actually launch the ads, but this is the feedback loop that Facebook uses, you know, with all three of these elements together in order to create really total value, right? Yeah. Uh, cuz highest total value wins, but each one of these elements is super important and the reason why we've gone through, like we said before, all the individual steps, but you don't really know what this part of the algorithm is going to what's going to happen here until you launch the ads. I mean, none of this you really know, but it'll, they'll tell you very quickly whether or not your ads suck or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's the uh, beauty of Facebook, that you don't have to wait weeks. You know within a day or two 
is yeah. it complete you know flop or is it working amazingly right right which is great you yeah. know that's the reason why you know why we switch from being an seo agency <laughs> back when i'm like oh you have to wait like 12 months to yeah. get any results no you get the results the next day or like that night which is really cool and frustrating if your ads suck which we've all had that happen but the point is that the feedback loop is really quick here and facebook facebook learns very quickly as do you yeah does you know you can learn a lot in a week absolutely <laughs> good and bad yeah so based on that the way the facebook works we set the campaigns by kind of the steps of this funnel so lead generation we want people to sign up for the webinar so it'll be your cold and warm lead generation campaigns uh replay campaigns and then sales campaigns so really just three campaigns yeah. for something like this not 30 three no to start with three i mean you can uh, as you are figuring out what's working you can have multiple lead generation campaigns but to start with just three uh, that's the kind of the, the what you need as a base. Got it. Keep it simple. With lead generation, we recommend ad set budget optimized conversion campaigns. So optimize them for lead. We don't recommend CBO because CBO is we use more for what's already tested and proven. And that's we use them for scaling. But at the beginning, as we are looking at audiences, creatives, copy. Asset budget is great because you have more controls. Yeah, for sure. And this is constantly a question. And obviously there was going to be a switch over to CBO, which Facebook thankfully <laughs> withdrew <laughs> that not so great idea because ad set budget optimization or ABO is so good for initial campaigns. Like Facebook doesn't know what it doesn't know. And this allows you far more control at the ad set level. So we start every campaign off with ad set budget optimization. And then once you figure out what's working, then you can scale up with another campaign for CBO. Yes. And yeah, and that's the way that we we do it. And unless, you know, something changes in the next six to 12 months, it's probably the same thing that we're going to be doing, you know, for years to come. But yeah, definitely start with ad set budget optimization. And thank God Zuckerberg backed down on converting everything over to CBO. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah, there was a, a relief across, I think, uh, whole agency and, and beyond. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so in the lead generation, make sure that you exclude past buyers and uh, leads. I, I guess with the leads, it's, it depends on your business. Like you can exclude 30-day, you can exclude 60-day, 90-day. It depends what you feel is right. Like how often do you want to hit people you don't want to exclude all leads all time because uh, people are in different situation, different points in their life. So maybe they weren't ready a while ago and they are ready three months later. So think about it like it's your personal decision on, on the lead exclu exclusions. Yeah, I mean, 30, 60, 90 day exclusions, I think, are sort of a good benchmark to start with. Your business is going to be different. Yeah. Obviously, whatever it happens to be, we've seen less, we've seen more. But I think that's a good benchmark to start. But I think these exclusions are important. You are going to get some warm traffic in there no matter what. But that's actually good for the ads. Yeah. You know, it does direct Facebook towards more of those types of people and then allows you for your cold traffic audiences, whether it's lookalike audiences or interest-based audiences, for Facebook to circle the wagons around people that are similar to people who have been interested in your stuff before. And that's just the algorithm doing the algorithm's thing. Mm. So... 
but yeah, do 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 some exclusions on this because you don't want to duplicate it too much, but it's going to vary by business. And you get some nice comments from the warm audiences and that kind of uh, gives encourages the, the cold traffic to say, okay, this is uh, legit, this is credible, I'll, um, I'll sign up. For sure. Looking at those cold audiences, we start narrow and go broad. So what it means is start with your best, especially if you're not run ads before, start with your best age group, genders, locations, best interests. And then once you've got this everything really dialed in, then you can go broader, you can expand age range. So, you know, we had a customer where we're targeting 25 up and then we pushed boundaries a little to 21 up and that was still converting well. And then we tried 18 and 18s didn't convert. So we went back to 21, but we now have these extra extra people in that age range and that helps you scale once you dial in the message kind of with the best group. Yeah, start small, start more narrow as much as you possibly can. Your best absolute audiences for sure are the ones that match your avatars, which you've already done all that work and the previous steps, but you don't have to start scaling before you test. Everyone's like, oh, I can't scale this. Well, you haven't really tested enough. Test it on like your narrower audiences, you know, your best, maybe your best lookalike, which you think is the best. You have a lot of data on that particular seed audience, whatever it happens to be your best particular audiences for, you know, gurus. Like in this case, it'd be like, you know, Amy Porterfield and, you know, maybe some other people that are similar to that. So start small and then worry about the scaling after. That's always sort of a question that we get. It's like, I can't scale this. Well, don't scale yet. Handcraft it first. Yeah. You haven't proven it out yet. So walk before you can run kind of thing. Yeah. There's nothing to scale. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. You're scaling garbage. You don't want garbage. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got cold audiences, interests, lookalikes. We've got warm audiences. Don't don't forget to retarget those people because if you've got organic following, big email list, you've got some engaging videos that you've been creating, website traffic, blog posts, retarget all of those. It's kind of your easy wins, really. Those yeah. people will be really engaged with you already. They know who you are and then they will want to buy what you've got to offer. But the timeframes for creating these audiences, obviously the, the shorter time frame, the more engaged they're going to be. So if you have a, a lot of traffic, lots of people, then do seven days. But if you create a seven day audience and in, you go into audience uh, tool and it says below thousand and it could be 10 people, it could be hundred maybe expand to 30 days and and get that exact number. So it will depend business to business. Or even combine audiences together, yeah. like your 25% video view audiences plus your website custom audiences for the last 180 days or whatever it happens to be. Like you can combine them together inside targeting if you, if you want, unless you've got really specific uh, piece of content that you want to show exclusively to video viewers of, you know, your Instagram ads or whatever it happens to be. You can combine these warm traffic audiences together and get some momentum, especially if you're small and just starting out. Mm. Yeah, we kind of have those grouped of like higher value so people who clicked on email and opened and people Mm -hmm. who watched 95 percent of your video these are your high value ones and then there's three second video views it's like "Eh, not so good so you know don't put them together and say oh it's not working because you lumped good and the bad and maybe the bad is is getting all the attention all the budget from the facebook 
Yeah, it's super it's super important. There are definite levels of warmth within warm audiences. Yeah. <laughs> right. And you point that out, like three seconds ain't that warm. I mean, I guess it is. You know, maybe a view through audiences, maybe now are a little bit more warm, but yeah, I mean you don't throw all the, you know, stuff together if you don't have to try and segment them out and the higher value audiences are kind of self-explanatory when you see it inside Facebook to a certain degree. So So that's just for our lead gen campaign. We got a lot going on there. Tell us about the replay campaign. Replay campaign is simpler. We set up uh, one traffic campaign to ungated video, make sure that people can watch the video without need to sign up again because they already signed up. Retarget your leads. The the number of days, either seven or ten, will depend on how long the offer is available after they watch the video. And exclude the buyers. Also important, you don't want to keep showing ads to the buyers. So campaign objective here on this campaign is traffic or conversion? Traffic. We try traffic and conversion and uh, traffic works as well. And you kind of can hit more of the people who signed up. Remember, these are people that have already signed up. So you don't want, we see this happen all the time. It's like, uh, duh, why would you want somebody who's already signed up to sign up again? Like, just show them the damn video. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Don't put another step in front of them. And since there's nothing to convert with air quotes, just use the traffic campaign. Like, all you're really trying to do here is, like we've talked about in steps one through four, is you're trying to get people to consume the content. And that's the big thing. It's like, it's not, you're not trying to sell here yet. But the next step is the sales campaign where we do start to sell. Tell us about that one. Yeah, that's, you won that one. Because that's where yeah. you're going to make your money. Don't forget to sell something. <laughs> yeah. Don't think that people just going to go and buy it if you don't ask them. But sales campaign, uh, we can use conversion objective or we can use reach, reach objective. So these people already shown really high intent. So if your audience is small, set up reach campaign. A lot of times because we deal with higher spends, we have one conversion campaign and one reach campaign. And they... Obviously, conversion campaign will convert at much uh, higher rise, but we still catching every single person that is in our audience and we getting every, you know, cent out of the ad spend. And sometimes when you're using a conversion objective and alongside a reach objective, you're doing both of them together. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And they both convert. They both convert because they're not technically overlapping no because of the different objectives yeah even though it might be a really small audience this might be a couple hundred people audience you know maybe less than a hundred so you want to make sure you get your message in front of them this is where the rubber meets the road this is where your ROAS really comes from right oh totally if if you're expecting to make money on the your cold legion campaign then yeah Forget bad news <laughs> <laughs> it, it, but it's just so simple. We see this all the time, Rita, when we, when we audit accounts. And you, know, you might be listening here saying, well, this is kind of basic. Well, it's the basics that actually make you an effective advertiser, right? And if you think yeah. reverse, and like I said before, expect people not to do the thing that you want them to do. And if you always have contingency plans in place, like we've done inside this campaign here, which we've done inside steps one through four, you're going to have a winner. And it's not super complicated. Like get them to watch the webinar. All right. How am I going to do that? Lead gen, traffic objective to send them back to the replay, not having them opt in again. Okay. And then once they actually watch it, 
Well, conversion campaign, reach campaign to get them to buy using all the creatives and all the cool stuff that we've outlined in steps one through four. Super simple way of reverse engineering the process here, but you're taking into account human behavior. And yeah. like we said, this, this is one of the fascinating things about advertising is that you're trying to, you know, convince and convert and persuade. And this is where the real money starts to flow in here with really small budgets too. So tell us about the sales campaign a little bit more here. Sales campaign. So you have different audiences to retarget here. So people who webinar viewers who signed up and watched webinar, replay viewers, sales page visitors. Add to cart audience, you can split that out separately with different specific messaging if you have big enough audience. Otherwise, put all of these audience in one and then exclude buyers. Exclude buyers, yeah. Some people say, you know, keep the buyers in and don't exclude the buyers because they'll put comments in how great the product is. You have to have good product on that. What's your sense on that one? You can do this for a short period of time. So gather that social proof and then exclude buyers afterwards. Because if you keep showing uh, ads to the buyers, they're just going to get annoyed. Right, right. So there's a fine line there. Yeah. So, yeah. Leave it in for a week, two weeks. You've got some nice comments. Then exclude buyers. Then exclude them. Yeah. yeah. Get the social proof going, get the ad going, and then pull them the hell out of there. They're not going to buy again, unless you have a product that you buy over and over again. I mean, once again, this is, depends on your product. But in this case, it's a single sale yes. for a product. So yeah, you can do cross about- sales and whatever else you want to do afterwards. But for that specific one webinar funnel, keep buyers for a little while if you want, and then exclude them. Yeah, for sure. So tell us about what kind of budgets are we looking at here? Budgets for Legion. So we, we want to exit that learning phase. So we want 50 conversions per ad set per week. That's a minimum. Like if you have bigger budgets, great. You know, you can put them up as, as high as you want uh, and exit that learning phase much faster. But that's kind of the minimum. And keep an eye on the frequency, especially on the cold ones. You don't want to go above 2x. So if you have high budgets, then... Don't have hammer people with the same message again and again. Frequency of 2x, that's a really good benchmark. What would you say to people that say, all right, well, that's great, Rita, but I've got a, you know, a product, maybe not in this particular type of funnel, but just in general, I have a product that I'm selling that is $200, like, or maybe your, you know, your webinar $200 per signup is actually a good CPA mm. for your cost per acquisition. How can I get to 50 conversions per ad set per week with a uh, like with a $200 CPA? What would you recommend to people who have that particular issue? Because this seems to come up a fair amount. So with these webinar funnels, obviously optimizing for lead and you can get 50 conversions. If you're optimizing for purchase and the CPA is 200, we did try optimizing for lower event, like view content, something like that. It doesn't work as well. So just... Keep optimizing for purchase and just make sure that your messaging is really dialed in. And that learning phase, yes, you'll get that triangle in Ads Manager, but you're still going to get conversions and good results if, if your audience is dialed in, if that's what, you know, it offers great, messaging is great, you're still going to see results. Right. So for this, in the sales campaign for your, your conversion objective, like you probably ran into that 
very yeah. issue. I mean, your reach objective is just getting it in front of them kind of thing. You don't have to worry about the 50 conversions per ad set per week. But the price of this product, I forget exactly how much it was. Was it three, five figure, four figures? It was pretty high, like yeah. a conversion. Yeah. It's like a thousand dollar product. It, it was just under nine, 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 five. Got it. Yeah. So this is case in point. You're putting together website conversion objective, you're probably not going to get 50 conversions per ad set per week, or maybe you did in this particular case. During the launch, we did. Evergreen, yeah. we didn't, but it still converted as well. Right, right. So you've got the two campaign objectives to cover yourself anyway, but you know something to keep in mind. We're almost breaking our own rule a little bit here, but the point is, is to make sales. And it's very small budgets by comparison in most cases, unless you just want to blow it out and see what you can do to really optimize 50 conversions per ad set per week. Yeah. But you have to have pretty high volume to be able to do that. Yeah, and you have to follow rules first to break them. So <laughs> exactly. Good point. <laughs> yeah. I think we have our I think we have our snippet for this week's episode. <laughs> yeah. So example for your lead generation optimized for lead where you can get 50 conversions. So it's let's say you've got one campaign, five ad sets, your target CPL is five dollars. So you'll need uh one thousand two hundred and fifty dollars per week per campaign. Mm -hmm. And if you split to those, you know five ad sets per day, it's only 40 bucks. So it's not that much. Obviously you want more, you want to have the higher budget because you can exit the learning phase faster. You've got big audience. There's a lot kind of you can uh, choose from. So this is just a minimum. Right. Good benchmark. Yeah. For replay campaigns, you only need about 10% of your total budget. Keep an eye on frequency, no more than three. But sales is similar. 5 to 10% uh, of your total budget for sale campaign, and then frequency around 4 or 5 can push maybe to 6. Obviously, keep an eye, you know, CPMs and other results, you know, declining. So as you see those, then you can reduce budget. Yeah. And I think that's uh, that's something we have not talked about on this show much, if at all, is looking at your frequency and the frequency mm. benchmarks that you put in here, I think are good frequency benchmarks just in general, whether or not you're running webinars through paid traffic or not, or whether you are running lead campaigns and you're running, you know, you're an e-commerce company and you're doing, yeah. you know, obviously you're, you're probably running the e-commerce ad amplifier for your level one traffic. You should have a frequency of about two X the max. And then for all your level three, four, maybe, well, probably two and three, you're looking at a frequency of maybe three. Yeah. And then for your sales or your level five traffic or your add to cart traffic way deep down in the funnel at level four or five, you're probably looking at a frequency around four to five. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So good benchmark, general benchmarks just to keep in mind. And that frequency, that's one that you always have open inside reporting is frequency, like impressions, reach, frequency, Absolutely. all those things. We always are looking at that. And I don't think we've talked about it nearly as much here because it's a, it's a tremendous tool to make sure that you're on the right track. Yeah. So that's, that's it. That's the structure. That's the five-step formula to have your successful webinar campaign. So for a webinar campaign, I mean, it's tremendous. It's five specific steps. And we'll obviously, we'll leave lots of details and uh, resources for you guys inside the show notes over at digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. But like, what's a good, if you're running a webinar campaign, an evergreen webinar, maybe not, 
you know, where you're selling 16 million plus dollars of product, but maybe you're just, you know, you're running maybe, you know, a couple hundred dollars a day on your lead gen, Mm. maybe a little bit less than that on your replay and even less than that on your sales campaign. Like what would be a benchmark for like a return on ad spend that you would say, all right, that's really good for an evergreen webinar. What have you seen is like a great expectation of return and one that's maybe not so good, but what's maybe average? Average is probably around 2x, I would say. So, you know, on those cold campaigns, you want to break even, maybe make a little bit of money. And then all of the the rest is, you know, comes from replay and sales. Yeah, agreed. And like a 2x ROAS on a webinar is pretty good because you're yeah. You don't really have a whole lot of cost of goods sold here. No. <laughs> you know, we have a new customer that's coming on board uh, and they have a 58% cost of goods sold. Like, you don't yeah. have 58% that's going to like the manufacturing of your product here because you're, in this case, it's an evergreen webinar. You're selling a digital course, which is yeah. ones and zeros. And probably ain't, you know, 58 cents out of every dollar you're making goes into the making of the product. But the point is, is like a 2x, 3x ROAS on a webinar funnel like this is very attainable, especially mm. if you're using this five-step formula. Yeah. Well, this has been awesome. And uh, man, we I think you over-delivered over on the value here. And I think, you know, now that you've become uh, a newfound guest on, on the Perpetual Traffic Podcast, we're going to have to have you back on over and over again. Because people are going to be like, where the hell's Rita? Enough of Ralph. I want to hear what Rita has to say. <laughs> really, thank you so much for, for bringing it here. And you know, this is one that I've, I've wanted to, to share with you all in perpetual traffic for quite some time. And, and Rita did this as a media buyer and then oversaw, did it as a media buyer sort of the first time, crafted it, and then taught all her media buyers and ads managers that she that she has reporting to her this exact same process. So it's, this knowledge has been handed down from generation to generation inside Tier 11, which is really, really cool. And it's still working. It's still working to this day. Like, we're not bringing stuff here that's like, eh, we think this works. Like, this actually really works. And if you are selling, you know, some kind of online course or a digital product, this is a tremendous way of doing it. And, you know, you can obviously do this in a launch format, but I don't really, I'm not really a big launch fan. I know you and Angela kind of like it, but I like evergreen sort of reliable income mm. kind of thing. And the evergreen webinar is a great way to deliver value and convert, especially if you're using this system. So thank you so much for coming on uh, the show this week, Rita. And uh, like I said, for all the resources and the things that we mentioned here in this week's show, head on over to digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast and get all those resources. Make sure you follow Tier 11 on Instagram as well for all the, uh, the cool stuff that we're putting out there every single week. And if you're interested in working with us, say, hey, this is the time for me to you know launch my career inside digital advertising and perhaps work with Tier 11. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash jobs. We've got a bunch of openings there as we're continuing to expand and grow throughout 2020 and beyond. So thanks, Rita, for bringing it here today on Perpetual Traffic. See ya. So that is part two of our two-part series here on how we have used automated webinars or evergreen webinars to sell millions of dollars worth of products, over 16 million by our last count. You can do the same thing. You don't have to use large budgets like we were using here, probably about $100,000 or so, which we spent on this campaign on this particular launch. Ongoing, we're spending 
tens of millions per year on these types of funnels. So if you think that the evergreen webinar funnel idea is dead, I got news for you guys. It is alive and well. As long as you follow these five steps, you can make it work, especially if you're selling a four-figure product or a high-priced product, information, digital product, or some other service. Like for us, it's agency services. This is how we do it. So really, really helpful especially if you have a high customer value, a high AOV, uh, average order value for your products, or perhaps you're providing a service that's a lifetime service. This is a great way of doing it, turning a webinar or an educational video series into an evergreen webinar and uh, using these five steps. So definitely go back through episode 262 if you did miss the first three and a half steps thereabouts. And then obviously uh, uh, episode 263 here just puts the finishing touches on it. So uh, for all the resources that we mentioned in this week's show, as well as last week's show, head on over to digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. This has been episode 263. Check out all the resources there. We'll leave lots of goodies for you. And make sure that you follow Tier 11 on Instagram as well. We've got a really active presence on Instagram, lots of stuff for agencies in particular, uh, as well as for e-commerce and digital product companies that are looking to crush it with Facebook ads. So head on over to uh, Tier 11 uh, Instagram page and um, like us, check out our, our content. Uh, we're really trying to produce like even more good stuff for you guys, the perpetual traffic listeners that works really well with the content that you're listening to here on the show. So uh, check that out, Tier 11 on Instagram. So until next week, we'll see ya. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.